It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. we got a good one in store, but a little bit on the serious side. Coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with author Bargiora Goldberg, who's... Uh, Innovative Interpretation of the Evolution of Civilization Through the Lens of Rising Cognition is contained in his book, The Mind is Mightier. Before that, we're going to talk to uh, a paramedic who has uh, experienced the opioid epidemic on the front lines, and he's written a book about it. Peter Canning will be joining me during the second hour of our three-hour tour to talk about his experiences and his book, Killing Season, a paramedic's dispatches from the front lines of the opioid epidemic. and uh, But we're going to start out um, with something, uh, of course, very serious, and that is uh, cats on the Internet. <laughs> no, seriously, we're going to talk with uh, an author, activist, speaker, wife, and mom to three girls, Erin Marin. She's written a book called Diary of the Cat Named Carrot, and it's written from the cat's point of view. And this is about a cat that went absolutely viral on the Internet. But it wasn't the first time that it happened for this family. We're going to hear the whole story. Well, we're going to hear most of the story. We had a little technical glitch um, with the uh, with the live show this morning. So I've uh, 
trying to, to make some corrections, but we'll be joining our conversation with Aaron Marin in progress coming up in uh, just a little bit. So stay tuned. we got lots of show. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickersons! (laughs) The Bickersons have retired. As usual, Mrs. Bickerson tosses restlessly, while her husband John, insomniac extraordinary, provides this audible testimony of his constant wakefulness. Let's listen. the love of heaven, what is he doing? John! 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 What's the matter with you? You are making the most frightful noises. What's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? Are you in pain? I've got a terrible headache. Haven't slept a wink. You've been sleeping like a felled ox. Head aches. You wouldn't have such a headache if you didn't make so many cocktails before dinner. Why do you do that, John? Always do it. Why? No good to eat on an empty stomach. Put out the lights, please. The lights are out. How would you know anyway with that sleep shade on? Well, something's flashing in my head. Ow! Take an aspirin. Okay. Hmm, feel better already. How can you chew those things like that? Wash it down with something. All right. Ah. John Bickerson, you washed it down with bourbon. You lied to me. You got the lights on. Yes, I'm going to keep them on. Sit up. I want to talk to you. Please, Blanche, I can't sit up. My head will fall off. Why do you always have to talk in the middle of the night? When else can I talk to you? You come home for dinner and bury your head in the paper. Never a word out of you. And you tell me you've got to go to bed early because you have insomnia. Well, I have. It takes me hours to fall asleep. It took you all of 30 seconds tonight. Well, this was a good night. Good night. John. John. I went over to see the Marvin's new baby this afternoon. It's a beautiful child. Do you know their first one is over a year old? I hope so. He's been walking since he was eight months. He must be awful tired. I am too. Children are such a blessing. Mm. It's wonderful to watch them grow up. You'd be surprised how many childless couples are adopting children. I'd better have another aspirin. Boy, have I got a headache. Mm. John, Mm -hmm. don't you miss the patter of tiny feet around the house? No, I don't, Blanche. Children are wonderful, all right, but you have to be able to afford them. All this talk of adopting. What the devil is that? What's what? That. Put the lights on. John. Blanche, don't tell me that you went out and... It's only a dog, silly. A a dog? What do we need dogs for? I got a little puppy. Where's the aspirin? What did you get a dog for? Now don't get hysterical. Where is the little beast? I can hear it, but I can't see it. He's right there, in the bureau. I've got him in your shirt drawer. You put him in there with my shirts? He won't suffocate. The drawer's open. Blanche, you know I'm allergic to dog hair. It gives me sinus trouble. Where's the aspirin? You are just a big hypochondriac. You imagine those allergies like you do your insomnia. I tell you, I'm allergic to dogs. They make me... make me... 
get rid of that thing. He'll whine all night and keep me awake. The man said he'll keep quiet if you give him one of those worm pills. Well, where are they? On the night table by your bed. How do you give a dog? Where? They're on the night table by your bed. There's nothing here except the aspirins. The aspirins are in the medicine cabinet. How can they be in the... Blanche, what have I been eating? No wonder my headache won't go away. Why do you do these things to me? Send for a doctor. Don't carry on so. If they're good for a dog, they won't hurt you. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, she tells me. Here I am dying from dog poisoning. My, my head is splitting. She knows I'm allergic to dogs, hides the aspirin, and makes... I don't know. Get up so early, never get another wink of sleep as as long as... John? John? Gesundheit. Hmm? Thanks. I can see how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. We'll have to get rid of the puppy. Now you're talking. I want you to take him down to the dog pound. Okay, I'll do it on my way to work. You go in the opposite direction. Well, I'll go out of my way. You say it, but you won't do it. You better take him now. What? Go on, get up, take the puppy to the dog pound. Blanche, are you out of your mind? It's after two in the morning. They're open all night. Go on, get up and take him. Well, I've never heard of such a thing. You know I went to bed with a splitting headache and had to take a dozen worm pills to fall asleep. You'd take the dog to the pound quick enough if Gloria Gooseby asked you to. How do you always manage to work the conversation around a Gloria Gooseby? Well, if you wouldn't shout so much, maybe the puppy would be able to sleep. Ah, what's the use? Good night. I thought it would be nice to have a little dog, especially when we move into our new apartment. Still have a year to go on this one. Our lease expired on Friday. I renewed it yesterday. I canceled it this morning. Amos is raffling off the apartment for me. That's a good idea. Amos is what? Amos sold 500 tickets at $2 a piece, and the winner moves into our apartment tomorrow. Oh, Blanche, no. I... I don't believe it. We'll be on the street. Amos said he'll find us a new place in a jiffy. Jiffy? Haven't you heard there's a housing shortage? Where would he find a place? Well, I bought a ticket myself. It's a wonderful chance. Lovely three-room apartment, large kitchen, big closets. It's worth $2, and we might get it. Get it? We've got it now. I know. But even if we didn't win, we get the $1,000 Amos collected for the rest of the tickets. Look, Blanche, I gave the landlord a $1,200 bonus to renew the lease. So now I'm out $200 and I've got no place to live. Sounds like pretty poor business to me. Why do you make such deals? Now look, Blanche... The trouble with you, John, is that you are too conservative. Look, Blanche... If you'd pick up some of the deals that Amos has, we might be able to live as nicely as he does. Blanche... He's been living at the Biltmore Hotel for a year. He sleeps on a billiard table. Look out. Where, where's my slippers? What are you going to do? Let me get to that phone. I'll show... Ow! Ooh! Ooh! Put on the lights. The lights are on. Open your eyes. Oh. Here's, here's the phone. I know it's going to ring, and I want to be ready when it does. Hello? Excuse me. Drop dead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That wasn't Amos. I'll get it. I'll get it. Amos. Hi, Jacko. What are you doing up this time of night? Packing, Amos. We're moving, haven't you heard? Why aren't you going to invite me in? I'd like to look the place over. You mean... Yep, I won the raffle. Darndest luck I ever saw. Who drew the ticket, Amos? Fair and square. I wouldn't take a chance having some phony draw it, so I drew it myself. What a coincidence. Get out of here. 
What's the matter with you, Jacko? You got a thousand dollars coming. And if you're worried about a place to live, I'll rent you the garage. You haven't got a car anymore, you know. Get out of here before I hit you with a cleaver. Okay, Jacko. You don't have to get sore. You better give the money back to people you sold tickets to, or you'll have a lot of explaining to do. Not me, brother. You'll have to do the explaining. I'll tell them you won. Good night, Jacko. That guy will wind up on a chain gang as sure as... Was it Amos who won? I did. Now at last I can go to sleep in my own bed without worrying. No, you can't, dear. The dog's in there. But... Oh, nuts. I'll sleep in the garage. Good night, John. mom with all these little girls running around you know doing activities and they really don't know behind the scenes you know I'm jumping on planes and traveling to state capitals and speaking in crowds in front of a thousand people on the prevention of child abuse and carrot and the girls are just a little side uh thing that I do to make people laugh with her almost 300,000 Instagram followers because there were so many Instagram followers why did you decide to do the books, the one about Bailey and now Carrot? The, well, the one about Bailey I started um, because I had already written books and because of the feedback I got, I was constantly being told, oh, my God, these pictures are great. You should make it a calendar. Well, because I had a connection with my author, I thought this would be a good, perfect, cute table book that could sit on an end table that people can look at that would make people laugh and smile. And so that was when Bailey, No Ordinary Cat Book, came out. Never in a million years did I think when Bailey passed at the age of 14 that we would ever get a cat again that would have the personality that this cat has because what Bailey did was very No Ordinary Cat. Cats, every cat owner knows, cats hate water. And this cat would take baths with my kids. So there's a picture in the book of all the girls <laughs> in, the little cat, in all their little cat swimsuits with the cat in the bathtub with them. And, you know, the cat saying, hasn't anyone told them that cats hate water? And so all these little things they do with my, with my girls from them putting, you know, the cat in high chairs and feeding them, putting them in strollers, dressing them up in dress-up clothes, the cat just tolerated it and, and didn't mind. So when Bailey passed and I wrote that book, never in a million years did I think I'd be writing another book about a cat. Like, what are the odds? And I surprised my girls six months later after Bailey passed with a kitten who they immediately named Carrot. Yeah, I want to ask about that uh, about that name. Um, but, I, uh, Aaron, I have to take a break here. Can oh, okay. you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Yep. Okay, yep. Um, my guest is, and I'm going to get this right this time, Aaron <laughs> Marin, the yep. uh, author of um, Diary of the Cat Named Carrot, and before that, Bailey, No Ordinary Cat. If you're listening to us on 92.1 FM, uh, they are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my good friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be back with more right after this.
Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Vi from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. 
and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue now with my conversation with Aaron Marin, or Aaron Marin. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. No, it's okay. <laughs> she is the author of Diary of the Cat, the Cat Named Carrot. And uh, Aaron, welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. No, no problem. Um. Aaron, just before the break, you were starting to you, you you mentioned that you had brought home this little kitten, and immediately it became named Carrot. Why the name Carrot? I, I'm curious because that sounds more like a, a bunny name. Yeah, well, it's funny because I actually got it on camera when the name was decided. My girls were just surprised with the kitten for their birthday, and I looked at them. They're all excited and you know happy and holding the kitten. They go, "So, what should we name it?" And my five-year-old just blurts out the words, carrot. And I go, carrot? I go, all right. I guess her name is carrot. And I go, why did you name her carrot? Because she's orange. <laughs> well, you know, out of the mouths of babes. Now, you said their birthday. You've got three three kids, three daughters, I think. Three little girls, yeah, I do. Two, four, and six. Do they share birthdays? No, two of them have a birthday that is six days apart. So the oh, two little ones gotcha. were five and three, and so I surprised them. They were the ones that, you know, loved our other little cat, um, Bailey, and so surprised them. And then I had a baby at the time. She was eight months old, um, my Claire, and she's now two. And it's kind of funny because everyone says Claire has stolen the cat, the birthday present that the girls got because she is crazy about the cat <laughs> and does not want to share and you see that and hear about it throughout the book now this is the 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 second go around in and aside from the whole lightning striking twice thing how did it begin with bailey and end up being a book were were you just you did you just post a few things and they went crazy and yes I posted a video of my daughter actually singing You Are My Sunshine and <laughs> reading and reading to the cat, and it went viral. And when things go viral on the Internet, it goes crazy. Ellen was sharing it. Good Morning America was sharing it. All sorts of Fox News. Everybody was sharing. International News was sharing these videos, and it went from 2,000 Instagram followers to suddenly 50,000. When the cat died, there were 75,000 Instagram followers for Bailey. Wow. And I wasn't planning on creating an account for carrots. You know, I'm not going to have two cats that are going to do the same things. And within 48 hours of having carrots, I knew we had another no ordinary cat. Well, then the first book, what, what made you decide that internet stardom wasn't enough, that, <laughs> that there should be a, a Bailey book? I, well, you know what, a lot of it had to do with because I knew that you could capture it all in one place. Um, you know, I just feel it's so much better to have something physically in your hands than just scrolling through the Internet. And so I decided to take all these different pictures that I had taken over the years of um, Bailey and putting it into this book, which also had captions as if the cat was talking to you. 
similar to how Carrot's book is, but Carrot's book has more reading involved, and it's actually long entries of the cat um, describing her daily antics. <laughs> uh, that's that's a, a fun idea for a book, Erin. Um, Bailey was 14. Yes. When, um, was it he, she? Yes, when he passed, yes. Um, how long after that did you decide it was time to get another cat? So it was six months later that we adopted um, Carrot. She was a little kitten. And my girls had only experienced a senior cat. You know, they hadn't experienced, you know, kittens are a lot different than older cats. There's a, they're a lot more playful. Oh, yeah. And so I thought, and, and we were so sad when Bailey passed. And my husband's like, do you really want to do this again? You know, watch your kids, watch your kids cry. That's a over, guy. <laughs> over, yes, over losing a pet. And I said, honey, if we get another kitten, they're not going to be little kids when you, they're going to be high school, college students. And he goes, oh yeah, you're right. And so I, you know, I felt after six months and I was on the fence because I didn't know if I could do it again. But um, after six months, I was able to, you know, realize that I feel Having a pet in children's lives is important. I feel cats and dogs are good for kids. And, and and I try to show that through my videos of teaching, you know, my kids how to respect and treat animals the proper way. Um, even when my daughter was a baby, as a, you know, trying to teach her as she got, you know, turned into that one-and-a-half-year-old, two-year-old, how to properly pet the cat. You don't pull her ears, you know, that type of thing. And so, you know, I just, I just really wanted to get, um, you know, bring bring some joy and happiness back into their lives and it was just so sweet to see how excited they were when we surprised them with the kitten and now you had to what go to a shelter and um carrot as a as a rescue cat was bailey a rescue cat as well no bailey i got in a little um in my hometown uh in my actually college town there was a little tiny pet store and they had kittens for $10 in there. And I went in and snuck. I knew Bailey was a special cat. And I snuck her into my dorm room where cats are not allowed. <laughs> and hid her there for a week until I got caught. And mom and dad said, you got to get rid of that cat. We are not taking it. We already have two cats and a dog. We are not taking that cat. And I was devastated. And I'll never forget telling my dad, because he's no ordinary cat. There's not another cat out there like him. He's not like the cats we have at home. And he said, when you're on your own, you can get another cat someday. We're not taking it. So I actually found the cat in your home, but that home didn't work out, and Bailey eventually ended back up in our house. And the difference between Bailey and Carrot is Carrot I actually adopted from a shelter, and that's a theme I, I try to get across in the book. From the beginning to the end, the importance of adopting, not shopping. There are so many animals in shelters that need homes, encouraging people to go out and... Um, you know, adopt a pet instead of going into these pet stores where you buy them. Um, and so, um, Carrot was, our mother was pregnant with her in the shelter and was in a foster home where she was born. And then once all the kittens were old enough, they went back into the shelter. They were spayed. And then that's when I got the phone call saying, there's a whole bunch of kittens here. I know you've been looking. We'll hold them all and let you pick the first if you want one. And so I ran over there and I have it all on video of my girls and I. My girls have no idea that I'm going to be surprised with the kitten. They just think we're there to play with these little cats. 
And I got on video of them playing with the cats. And um, now, eventually ran back back there and adopted her. Did you pick Carrot or did Carrot pick you? Well, I <laughs> she kept climbing on all of us. I think, I think she picked the girls. Because she kept crawling all over the girls. And I felt drawn to her. And I asked her foster mom, you know, is this the one? Because I was looking for a boy. Ginger boys are known for being sweeter. And this was a girl. And she goes, she had followed Bailey on Instagram. She goes, Erin, that girl is the most like Bailey. She will be the best fit for your family. And so I listened to the words of the woman that, you know, had her for, for eight weeks. And I'm glad I listened to her because she was right. Within 48 hours, this cat is being pushed around on little tricycles, being dressed up, purring away in a stroller, being pushed down the street and outside. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And, and in both Bailey's case and now Carrot, um, they're very willing participants. I, I mean, I always hear people talk about, you know, anytime something's difficult, it's like trying to get cats to walk in a straight line or, or march in a parade. Um, did they just take to these antics on their own? Oh, yeah, just totally chill. My kids would do things. You know, oh, let's put some sunglasses on. Oh, let's dress her in this. And as any cat owner knows, if a cat doesn't like something, it will not allow it. It will not oh, yeah. tolerate it. It will take off, and you can't restrain a cat to do something. It will not put up with it. And this cat just sits there, and I have to take the video to show people, because a picture can be deceiving, to show people how this cat is just so docile and lays there while these girls put a robe on the cat. And the cat lays back in the baby bouncy seats while they sit there and pretend to do her nails with cotton balls by putting water. The next thing you see them do, and this is an entry in the book, the girl's putting cucumbers on her eyes for spa day. Not making this up. And there's pictures and videos on the internet, but pictures in the book to show the cat laying there in her robe with cucumbers <laughs> on her eyes, and the cat is not budging. It is the funniest thing. And that video that was aired funny. on Good Morning America and a whole bunch of other news outlets because it was just so funny how this cat is just laying there with cucumbers on her eyes. Like, what cat does that? Now, the book uh, is called Diary of the Cat Named Carrot, and it's... Um Aimed at, at who? Is, is this primarily for young readers? No, it's for all ages. Like, I didn't write it in the sense that it would be, I wrote it for adults, senior citizens, kids. Anyone could find the book sweet, um, funny, you know, interesting. It's not, it's not directed at just, you know, um, one age group. Even though some people thought it was a kid's book, but once they read it, like, oh, no, this is a book. You know, it's got a little more reading than what you'd see in a, a children's book. But it's a book kids would enjoy. And I have teachers writing me saying, I bought your book for the classroom. The kids are loving it. Or parents sending me pictures of their children, just wanting them to read it over and over to them and how much they love it. Or the people sending me pictures of their, their um, you know, mothers or grandmothers in nursing homes with the book that just love it. And this having their cat and it, you know, brings them a little comfort and happiness. But a, a picture book written from the cat's point of view, a diary as such, seems like a, a device for young readers. What made you decide to, to do it as, as a diary and in Carrot's voice? I guess I wanted to get across, you know, in, in a cute way, but for people, because I kind of did Bailey's book the same way, the voice of Bailey, 
And I felt like instead of it writing it from my you know, point of view, I thought it would be a, a more unique way to do it from as if the cat could talk. Because people always are saying on the Internet, I wonder what Carrot's thinking in these moments when the girls are dressing her up, you know, or feeding her out of a high chair, or pushing her, driving around in a little pink Mustang outside, what the cat is thinking. I get that, you know, asked, you know, question a lot on my thing. wonder what Carrot's thinking. And so I kept seeing it. I go, you know what? We should do this book in the form as if Carrot is talking and not me describing, today the girls and I and Carrot did this. Right. And more from, I think, I think it adds a little funnier tone to it. As if the cat, because the cat gets in a lot of mischief with my two-year-old in the book, like sneaking donuts, and my daughter gets into the flower and pours it all over the kitchen floor, and it's all over her face, and the cat is watching it all go down, and the cat is in the picture just laying there watching her make a complete mess when I walked out of the room. And so I thought it would be funnier and cuter coming from the cat's perspective than, say, me describing what happens. Um you know, on this particular day with Carrot and the girls. Well, that that sounds like fun. Um, it, how long have you had Carrot now? So it will be two Coming years. up on two years? Coming up on two years. We just celebrated her second birthday. Um, she's born on ground, or, uh, April Fool's Day. And so we throw a birthday party for her every year. And we talk about that in the book, too. Um, and of course, it's either cat themed or carrot themed. We did a whole carrot theme for her first birthday. <laughs> it's funny when you have a cat named Carrot and three hundred thousand Instagram followers, you get a lot of things sent to you with carrots on it. Yeah, I, I can see yes. that. Yes. The um, now the, the the stories, the anecdotes, the the diary entries if you will and and the photographs do these start right out when carrot was very young yes so, so this is kind of a coming of age book yes so it starts <laughs> it starts out right when it starts out right when um carrot was born and carrot describes in the beginning of the book her first coming in entrance of coming into the world and she, when she was born and how she was mistaken for being a boy and given a boy's name. The family named her Noah that was in the foster home because 80% of ginger cats are boys. It's rare to have a girl. And so they mistaken her for a boy. So when I adopted her from the shelter, the name Noah was on all the paperwork, and uh -huh. um, which is quite comical and funny. And so it, it basically takes you through her living in the foster home her being brought to the shelter to the day she was adopted and surprised with my girls and the course of her life celebrating the holidays, the things she did with my girls. And at one point in the book, I thought it would be unique to have her be reunited with her mom um, because I made Carrot say in the voice of Carrot that she didn't want to leave her mom, that she was you know, afraid to go live with some other family that she didn't know. And her mom promised her while they're sitting laying there in the shelter window that you know, she was going to be into a home that loved and cared for her. And so I talked to the shelter where he adopted, and I said, is there any way you can connect me with the woman that adopted her mother? And they talked to the woman, and the woman was okay with reaching, you know, out to me. She came to my house and brought the cat. Wow. Carrot's mom. To do a reunion 10 months later. And so there's a whole entry in the book of Carrot talking about this strange cat coming into her house and how she wasn't happy about this cat being in her home. 
and was hissing at it because cats quickly forget who their mom is once they're separated. It doesn't take long. And so Carrot was not happy um, when she got there. But the longer this woman stayed with the cat, the longer she was there, it was almost like she became familiar with their, and, 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 you know, backed off and wasn't hissing anymore. He was actually really interested in following her around and smelling her and stuff. And there's this picture I captured at the end, um, right before she left with the cat, of the cat in the cat carrier. And Carrot, like, jumping up on the, on the table, in the chair, looking over, trying to get a good view of the cat again, like, in this look of familiar, you know, do I know you? And so I talk about Carrot suddenly remembering that this was her mother, and it suddenly clicked, oh, wait, I know who this is. And um, so it was a really cute little entry that I was glad I was able to include in the book that the shelter was able to make sure it worked out that we could have Carrot have a little reunion with her mom. Yeah, after Bailey died, um, in six months later, you start looking for another cat. Did it ever occur to you to maybe do something different this time around and have a dog named Rutabaga or something? <laughs> to be honest, and I love dogs. I've actually always have been a dog person before a cat person. But when you have little kids, especially those still in diapers, it's just, dogs are a lot of work. And there's taking them outside, walking them, having to be home at a certain time. And so I just felt at you know, that time in our life, having another cat would be easier and more manageable um, because you don't have to be home at a certain time to walk them. You don't, you know, it's, you're already getting up with, with, the, with the baby um, to, to feed and, and nurse and things like that. The last thing I want to be doing is getting up at 6 a.m. to go out and walk a dog, you know, <laughs> where the cat can just go in her litter box and I just have right. to clean it out every week. And, but it is, you know, a dog is something that we talk about for our future. When our kids are a little older, um, you know, they can have a little more responsibility and learn how to walk the dog and stuff. That is something I, I would want to do. And to be quite honest, Carrot has come in contact with several dogs. In fact, in the book, she has a play date and meets my sister's dog, which is a huge Rhodesian Ridgeback. <laughs> and, and so this huge, massive dog comes to our house. And what is so funny about that experience is her dog was terrified of the cat. And the cat kept wanting to go up to the dog. You'd think it would be the other way around, yeah. but it wasn't. The big oh, dog was a funny. big chicken. And so, but she does, I have noticed, I had a girlfriend bring her dog over. Carrot does a lot better with dogs than she does around other cats. And so I could totally see her warming up to us having a dog one day. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what that would turn into, um, you know, with a dog and a cat. What these little girls would come up next, um, you know, Spade with the dog and the cat. <laughs> but the odds <laughs> of finding a, a, a dog that will sit there and lay with cucumbers on their eyes is very unlikely. Well, but, you know, like I mentioned earlier, lightning has kind of struck twice with uh, Carrot following up Bailey. When you were looking for a cat, first of all, did you think of it as a replacement for Bailey? And, and did you have criteria that it, it would seem like Bailey set the bar pretty high. Yeah, I definitely wasn't looking at it as a replacement because I, you know, you can't replace a cat or you can't, you know, you can't replace a pet. But, um, but I was just looking at something where, you know, we would still find something similar, sweet, that will at least let you, my girls hold it like a baby, um, you know, laid back. Not, not, because I had cats growing up that hid under beds, but were just mean, plain, not friendly. 
And so I just wanted to find something that at least was laid back and, and, would, and would be okay with being held. And so that was, and I, and I had a kind of, my, my one criteria was it had to be a ginger cat and that it was a boy because ginger boys are known for being very sweet. And I got my ginger cat, but it ended up being a girl. And like I said, I had all girl cats before Bailey and they were all mean. And, but Carrot has proved that ginger girls can be very sweet too. And everyone tells me they think Bailey sent this cat. That hmm. Bailey, Bailey crossed over the Rainbow Bridge and, you know, sent us this sweet kitty. Because um, I prayed long and hard, and it was a tough decision to decide, do I really want to do this? Because this could turn out to be, you know, not what I was expecting or, you know, not close enough. And I got the biggest surprise. In fact, I've even had a few people um, accuse me of, like, drugging my cat. Because they said the odds of having two cats like this are like one in a million. And so I have, yes, I've actually had a few people, you're, you're drugging these cats to do these things. Cats don't do this stuff. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. How do you get two cats? This? I go, I go, it's a ginger thing. Ginger cats are known for being super sweet. And the nice thing I love the most is I get people contacting me saying they are not cat people. But because of following my two Instagram accounts of these ginger cats, they went out and adopted, which I think is awesome. That is awesome. Um, That's great. I think it's so cool. And I've heard it so many times now. I net people saying, I never in a million years thought I would be going to a shelter and adopting a cat, and you made me do it. Following your accounts have proven to me that there are sweet cats out there. And I mean, she greets me like a dog. And it's so funny. She'll come running up to me, wagging her tail when I come home like a dog would. Wow, that's amazing. Aaron, we just have a couple of minutes left, and I always, uh, I'm always, i always curious, what's what's next for you and the girls and, and Carrot and, um, and, and for your work with uh, Aaron's Law? Um, I, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about and how they can, you know, maybe tune into your Instagram account. Do, do you have a website, or should I say, does Carrot have a website? So I have a website. It's org. if you want to follow and, you know, see what states have passed it and what are the last 13 I'm trying to get past it. Um, but I, um, so that's where all that information is on that kind of all my activism work. And then Carrot has a Facebook page, the cat named Carrot, or a Instagram page, um, the underscore cat underscore, um, cat underscore named Carrot. And then, um, you know, what's next for us? We, like I said, we take a day to day and see what's the next adventure with these girls and this kitty. We're looking forward to the summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, people ask, people ask me, is there going to be another book? I don't know what the future's going to hold. I've been told to do a poster. I've been told, you know, I almost feel like I need to write a book about both cats and how <laughs> incredible, it, you know, it was that I found these two incredible cats and how the first cat was almost a deal breaker for my husband. That was the only thing that turned him off from the idea of dating me was the fact that I had a cat. He was, oh, not, that's a, you know, he was not a cat person. And now I joke with him and say, that cat is going to put our kids through college. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Aaron Marin is the uh, author of Diary of the Cat Named Carrot. Aaron, thanks. This has been a lot of fun. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. All right. Take care.
Thanks. Bye. We're going to take a uh, short break. Let our broadcast partner squeeze in a few words. If you're streaming us uh, at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... This is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. 
We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Summer Program.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. This has happened to me, I bet, four or five times, and I'm sure it's happened to most of you. You're invited to someone's house you haven't seen for some time, and they have a dog. They have a large, vicious dog, you see. But... They've had this dog since it was a puppy, and they're very proud of it, and they're completely unaware of the fact that it's now a large, vicious dog, you see. And uh, you're kind of on the horns of a dilemma, because you don't know, uh, you know, you don't want to offend the guy by appearing ill at ease, and at the same time, you don't want to get eaten alive by this large monster, see. So you're invited to the guy's house, and usually it it winds up the evening going uh, something like this. Oh, gee, this is a real nice place you got out here, Harry. Gee, I love this. I love this chair. Modern, isn't it? Yeah. It uh, seems kind of lonely out here. You know, there aren't too many houses around. I imagine it gets kind of lonely at night, doesn't it? Oh, you, you have a dog, do you? Oh, sure. I'd, I'd love to see him. Uh, where is he? In, in the backyard? Sure, let him in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi there, fella. Hi. Hi, boy. Oh, he's uh, a lot heavier than he looks, isn't he, Harry? <laughs> well, he, well, he can keep you pinned to the chair like that with just his two front paws. <laughs> you, uh, you just beat him, did you, Harry? Uh, uh, what'd you get, Harry? L- liver. Yeah. I, I thought that's what it was, Harry. <laughs> He starts to bother me, just cuff him behind the ear. I sure will, Harry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what, uh, what, what kind of dog is he, Harry? Do- Doberman, is, is that right? <laughs> See, they, they make great watchdogs, don't they? You nearly tore the burglar to pieces before you could get him off. <laughs> Hi there, fella. Hi, boy. <laughs> oh, you're a pretty dog. <laughs> what, I, what I like a what, Harry? A drink. Yeah, a drink would be fine, Harry. Uh, scotch and water. Uh, you aren't going to have to leave the room, are you, Harry? <laughs> Harry! Harry! Hi, hi there, fella. Hi. Hi, I don't suppose you want to get down, boy, do you? Just, just stay like this. You want to play a little game, boy? Want to chase the fountain pen, boy? Chase, chase the fountain pen, boy. There you go, boy. Boy, you're a fast little dog, aren't you? Want to give me back the fountain pen, boy? Don't, don't want to give me back the pen, huh, boy? Chew it up good. That's the way, boy. Swallow it, boy. Maybe it'll stick in your... Hi, Harry. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, we're getting along just fine. No, no, he doesn't bother me at all. Oh, all right. Well, if you want to tell him to get down. Hi there, fella. Hi, boy. Well, he sure looks harmless just laying there on the floor, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he, he chewed my fountain pen, Harry. <laughs> kind of looks like a chow there with that blue tongue, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, oh, my drink, yeah. What, what, what'd I do, Harry? Any, any sudden movements, is that right? Uh-uh. He, he was trained that way, was he? Uh-uh. Where'd you get him from, Harry? The army. <laughs> Who's army, Harry? <laughs> Why'd they let him go, Harry? Don't, don't tell me what he did to the general, Harry, would you? Uh, it, it was the general's fault, though. Uh, he, he acted afraid of the dog, did he? Uh, and, and they can sense that, is that right? Uh, just just to appear, appear at ease, on that, that'll make him relax. Uh, that, 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 that sure makes a lot of sense, Harry. Or you just uh, cross your legs or, or say, a little too sudden was that, Harry? Go by. Go by. No, no. Don't be silly. <laughs> no, the suit's almost a month old, Harry. Don't be silly. <laughs> no, he, he, he hardly, hardly broke the skin, Harry. Uh, would I like to see him what? Do his trick. What's, what's his trick, Harry? Roll over. Play dead, maybe, Harry? No. Make, make my hand into a fist and act like I'm going to attack you. <laughs> I, I believe you, Harry. I believe hey, Listen, Harry, I've got to be going. I, I, no, no, I don't need any more eyes, Harry. Harry, don't, don't take... I, I, don't, I don't need any... Harry. Hi there, fella. Hi, boy. What, what, are you, what are you growling at, boy? The gumdrops? You want, you want some of the gumdrops, boy? Hey, hey. Boy, you don't even chew it, do you, fella? <laughs> you want, want some more gumdrops, boy, do you? More, more gumdrops, fella. Yeah, hi, Harry. Oh, we're getting along fine now. We're real pals. Huh? Well, he, he sure loves those gumdrops, doesn't he? Uh, only, only trouble is, when they're all gone, he doesn't understand. <laughs> they're, they're almost gone now, Harry. You, you want to you wanna fill the dish up with some more gumdrops? You, you don't have any more gumdrops. It's the last one, boy, all gone. Last... Last one. Let go, boy. Boy, let go. Where's he dragging me, Harry? Harry, get some more gumdrops. Harry! Harry! This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Another five-minute mystery. Our story takes place in Green's Gap, a small town in the Southern Cavern District. Green's Gap Hospital, Dr. Melville speaking. Doctor, doctor, there's been an accident out at Echo Cavern. Accident? What kind of accident? 
Two men were exploring and they got lost last night. One's unconscious. You better come quick before he's dead. I hope you know how to get out to Echo Kevin, man. Well, with the job of being town constable and ambulance driver, I reckon I know all there is to know about these parts. Ever been in the cavern, Lem? Once, Doc Melville, when I was a boy. Nearly got my hide tanned off by my paw. Echo Cavern's a mighty treacherous place. You mean it's easy to get lost in it? Not only that, Doc. It's that cavern gas carbine, mm, something. You mean carbon dioxide? Yeah, that's it. All of a sudden, you run into some of that stuff, and before you know it, Bean, you're out. Still, people seem to be going uh, exploring in there. More fools to be. I wouldn't go into them caverns, at least, till I was not without a dog. A dog? What for? Well, if a dog keels over, then you know the gas is collecting. I'm afraid, Mr. Gaddy, your friend is dead. Oh, poor Patsy. It wasn't from the gas, was it, Doc? That's what it looks like to me. Why'd you go into that cavern anyway? Patsy asked me to. We'd never seen a cave before. How far did you go in? Well, it didn't seem very far, but all of a sudden we lost our way. Where was that? Well, how do I know whereabouts it was if we was lost? We tried to trace our way back, but it was no use. Patsy started to get scared. It's kind of funny to see a big guy like that get scared. Yeah, he is rather big, isn't he? Yeah, six foot four. The mob used to call us Mutt and Jeff. And then what happened? Well, I was a little scared myself, but we stuck together. You know, walking in the dark with only my flash from the car. All of a sudden, Pat's keeled over. From the gas? Yeah, that's what I figured. His head hit on a rock, and I guess that just about finished him off. I suppose you reckon yourself pretty lucky, mister. Yeah, sure, I figure it's because I'm only five foot three that I got out of there alive. Gas must have been just about a foot over my head. Yeah, and what do you think about that, Doc Melville? I think you better arrest Mr. Gotti for the murder of his friend Patsy. What was the flaw in Gaddy's story? Do you know it? In a moment, we'll hear from Lem and Dr. Melville. And now, let's see whether you're as observant as Lem and the doctor. Hey, copper, let me put my hands down. They're tired. When you're in Green Gap's jail, not before. I don't get it. It was a good story. I still can't figure out how you found out. Lem tells me they used to take dogs in the cavern because the gas is heavier than air. It collects on the floor. If you really meant gas, you would have keeled over first, before your pal Patsy. Well, what do you know? I tell you, nowadays in this murder racket, you need a college education. Another five-minute mystery. This five-minute mystery featured the voices of Rhonda Groves Young, Randy Zimmerman, Sean Cantwell, and yours truly, Tom Sumner. Stay tuned to the Tom Sumner Program for future mini-mysteries. TomSumnerProgram.com The Tom Sumner Program.com 
show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.